0: you not smile when you hear that music because you know it means you're in for a treat it must be time for another episode of the rec poker podcast thanks for listening folks i'm your host jim reed as always we're brought to you by website amp and running aces hotel racetrack and casino uh, so, once a month, we do a rec room edition of the podcast. That's what I'm joining you with today. Uh, once a month, we take a premium member from Rec Poker and we put them behind the scenes uh, in the rec room with someone from the wrecking crew. And uh, you know by now the Wrecking Crew is a bunch of wreck uh, poker wizards and uh, folks that want to be a resource to other lovers of poker in the poker world. And we all have uh, little uh, promo pages on our Wrecking Crew uh, membership. If you go to rec.poker slash Jim Reed, you can learn all about me. If you go to rec.poker slash John Somsky, you can learn about John, Sonsky, John Somsky, the great one. If you go to rec.poker slash Rob Washam, you can learn about Rob Washam. Uh, if you go to rec.poker slash pet vet, you can learn about uh, Kim Kilroy, our newest Wrecking Crew member, pet vet herself. So um, if you're a premium member at poker, all it takes is sending me an email, jim at poker, and tell me which member of the Wrecking Crew you'd like to get together this month. And um, we'll put a little video like this together of uh, you can bring any questions you have, if it's a hand history or you just want to talk about some pro- some part of poker strategy that's uh, giving you fits. Um, this is a place to take it uh, to some people that might know. So in this case, we're actually doing a little behind the scenes look. At a coaching session that I did with uh, Matt, who's uh, someone who I've I've worked with a little here and there to get them on a good track for success when it comes to their poker study. And um, I will warn people, there is some explicit language in this episode. Uh, Matt and I get kind of friendly and familiar uh, while we're describing some events And we're going to talk about a few different things um, while we go over uh, some data in Poker Tracker. So while I think you'll all get something out of the audio version, if you're listening along, um, you will probably get a little more information if you go to rec.poker and sign up for a community account. You can watch the episodes there for free, or you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, go look up the Rec Poker Community YouTube channel, and you can see all our free videos there, uh, podcast episodes, and more. And I do ask you to subscribe to the channel if that's how you uh, if that's how you're finding this. So, uh, without further ado, please enjoy this little behind the scenes look at uh, my coaching session with Matt. Now, here's the thing. Okay, let's just go back to that for yeah, one yeah. second here. Yeah. So here's the thing about this: this player is going to have twelve big blinds behind. And you're going to have 50 big blinds behind. So for him, he's the effective stack.
1: Yeah.
0: For him, if he gets a pair, it's a no-brainer. He's going to get his oh, chips in and pair. he doesn't care what happens, right? Yeah. So that's kind of good for you and it's kind of bad for you. It's good for you because you also get to take that kind Because of, Because the effective short stack is now only 12 big blinds, that's a cap on how much you can lose here. But it also means that you kind of have to commit to losing those on the times when you get a pair and stack off against him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's why you're in the hand to realize your equity. And if you lose another 12 big blinds uh, it's not like the end of the world, but you don't want to be necessarily inviting these opportunities to flip, you know, for a quarter of your stack.
1: Yeah. So. uh, Totally. If he has, if he has queen Jack there and the board is eight, King Jack right,, so he has middle parries going with it, and then I'm calling him because I have an eight
0: right, and it's like it's like one of those hands where you know now you got yourself in a spot where it's like, well, sure, now the right decision is to call because there's already so many chips in the middle, but um yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't no, even, I don't I'd even like to think
1: about that, I didn't even think about it though, you know, and it's good to think about that stuff,
0: yeah, with the short it's stack stuff need. and and you see a lot of these um a lot of this tournament play, you know, when the big decisions are made, when the money matters, it's all short stack stuff anyway. So that's yeah. a big, uh, that's a big part of it. And it's, it's great that you're getting that experience by late regging too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think I have three bet here.
0: Yep. Don't have a lot of info on the guy, but um, I, I like using, I like using uh, Ace Rag as a three bet candidate. It's got blockers. Yeah. Yeah and especially
1: Beautiful. because i feel like people on here too button raises button raises are so so uh wide that my ace there i feel like is is nutted right against his range against yeah. his range you know i can have ace twos
0: yeah i think i think as long as you're uh you know using like a mixed strategy with a lot of those offsuit aces then i uh-huh. like using them i like using them as three betting bluff candidates to balance out your range and yeah. uh you can end up in some unexpected spots there. And I like three betting out of the small blind too. I think that's just a good way to express some strength there. So if he, if he four bets, what's your play there? Yeah. Great. Excellent. Moving on. Easy. Easy fold. Good. Good, good, good. So that's a, Pretty big open, so the yeah. big blinds only got seventeen big blinds here. So like this guy, there's no reason for him to put all those extra chips in the middle.
1: No, I don't think he think he's thinking about it.
0: Right. Well, gonna... we'll find out now. Oh, oh. Uh, so oh, wow. maybe maybe oh brutal oh, that's runouts. Sick. That's <laughs> sick.
1: That's sick. Yeah. That so he made,
0: maybe he was sizing up. Like you notice, as soon as he made the bet, I said that's kind of big, right? And he had Ace King. So if he had, I would be surprised if he made that and he had like eight, seven or something, you know? So you can, you can tell that kind of stuff. Again, we've only got 20 hands on the guy. I remember
1: but... this. I remember parkour too. And he got out, but he had 111 big blinds, but like he was playing ace x's like they're ace-kings and ace-queens and stuff, you know? Like yeah. If I saw him do it with some other really strange hands too. It's like, I mean, nice. You got the jack, you know?
0: Yeah, it worked out.
1: You <laughs> went in that situation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. Love that. Oh, well, such a sexy hand.
0: Yeah. It, actually, ace-nine suited is my favorite hand.
1: Really? Yep. Yeah. I think everyone has a favorite hand based on something that happened, right? Or yep. Or what it yep. is.
0: It, in, in a big tournament I played in many years ago, I uh, I totally butchered it. And I got it in bad. And um I got I got it. I got it in bad with um two pair on a flushed turn.
1: Oh my god.
0: And uh the guy had the flush and the river came river the boat the nine and, and it and I continued oh. in that tournament. I doubled up instead of losing in that tournament. But that was like the T S N turning point of that tournament.
1: That's really good.
0: Yeah. So you that's, gotta that's you gotta you gotta you gotta luck box oh that know. happened
1: to me in this tournament tens versus aces I yeah
0: i don't know anyone who's against busaco
1: oh yeah <laughs> i hated that guy i was i wanted his chips yep i it think... was on the bubble oh in no one one to the money and i had tens and I i told my friend i said i'm gonna bubble here <laughs> And I was going to just – I was just going to fold the tens because I wanted the cash so bad because I didn't have a bankroll and I satellite it in. And I wasn't going to fold it, though, but I was just saying that, like, I wanted to because I just want the cash. But I obviously had to re-raise, but I told him, like, look, I'm going to re-raise, watch, I'm behind. And then the guy calls me the aces, and then boom. So here we have a spot here.
0: Yeah, so let's take this one back to the flop here. So, no, no, I love that. (laughs) And honestly, I was going to say – I, no one i know has ever won a large field poker tournament without running good without yeah, getting yeah, lucky yeah. a couple times you know you can't you can't win any real tournament without laying a bad beat on somebody so you yeah. know it's part of the and game you will
1: get bad beat too, and you will get beat the out of yourself That's so you why can't we build you the sack right
0: yeah exactly you got to absorb those bad beats
1: yeah
0: right on man right on Okay, I so think you told me early on. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. You got to build that up so you can absorb that. Yeah. So 2X, King for, uh, Queen Force suited. Love it. Uh, 24 big blinds. So he's getting short. So you can see, like right now, even with just a small open, it's basically 4X uh, uh, SPR. So
1: yeah.
0: uh, he's going to be comfy getting it in here pretty wide. Uh, I think you're checking like 100% of the time. Do you donk much at all as a strategy?
1: I do lead, but yep. it's, it's more so on boards from, so if he was raising from middle or early position yep. and the board comes eight, nine, three, yep. and I have ace eight, or 10 eight or whatever and a middle pair or even top pair there, that's vulnerable. If I land, if it's six, three, seven, and I land a six or it's a six, three deuce and I land a six. And it's against an early middle position raise. I, I bet to protect and to, I'll donk sometimes in those situations because of my, my pair is so vulnerable that I don't want them to check back and I want them to call with their high cards and then not hit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if, if uh, sometimes I'll check raise, but not really with a, with a weak pair like that sometimes, you know, and
0: and are you check raising other hands like draws and sets instead? I, I check
1: raise, I check raise everything from, Flush draws are my favorite to yep. gutters. Yep. Depending on the board structure and depending on yeah, who it yeah, is and yeah. their position. But if I'm like out of position, big blind, I call, I hit a gutter, and I feel that the board did not hit their range from wherever they raised from, I re raise the gutters too.
0: Yep. Good. Nice. Yeah.
1: And, yeah it's and, just as like a power move, but at least we have equity or whatever.
0: And then what about sets?
1: Sets. I try to man, it, only if I i think I need to work on my sets because I feel like they're so nutted all the time, but then I'm either not getting enough value or I'm letting the board run out scary.
0: Does it matter when you're thinking about it? Does it matter whether it's heads up or multi-way?
1: Oh, it does matter multi-way for yeah. sure. Yeah. So heads up, I'll be a little bit more sticky with a set. Um I believe that Dependent on the board structure, obviously, but like if it, if it flops, you know, all diamonds and I, and I have a set of Queens right here and it's queen, Jack, 10, all diamonds, even straight as well. So queen, Jack, 10 right here, but imagine it's all diamonds and I yep. just have a set of Queens, two red Queens. Yep. Um, I'm, or two black Queens. Yeah, I agree I, I'm i going to, um, I'm going to re-raise a hundred percent of the time because I'm protecting but then I, maybe not 100%. I don't know. Am I just kind of trying to get to the river? Like I don't, you know, like I don't want to re-raise and then they they hit their draw. I don't know, you know.
0: This is like, I want to
1: see the situation. And there's
0: no the great thing about this is there's no right answer. A yeah. lot of it's going to depend on the board, the opponents, the the stack size. Like one of the things I love about poker is you just, you can't have a cookie cutter answer for some of the stuff. And what you can have is a way of thinking about it and a list of things to be paying attention to that when the time comes to make a decision, you're using good information, you're thinking about the factors that are relevant, and you're able to just, especially online, you don't have time to sit there and think about all the different hand combos and like, what was the action on every street? You know, you really have to train yourself to be like, okay, this is what I'm paying attention to. These are the things I'm thinking about. Uh, this is what, you know, I mean, this is how I'm gonna use this 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do a lot of um, like hand ranging exercises or a- any hand ranging exercises? Or are you no, familiar with- I'd like to. Yeah, okay, so I'll point you in some resources. I'll point you in the direction of some resources for that. Okay. Because um, that's really valuable, and um, we're getting to the end of the hour, so I want to wrap up with yep. uh, it's just some some review stuff. And let me just close. I'll just stop uh, screen sharing here. Thanks. And
1: uh, <clears throat> I, okay, I, so. I typed in I typed in hand ranging exercises, and I got um, actual hand ranging exercises. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll well, wait for your link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. I'll send you. I'll send you an email um, sometime this afternoon or on the weekend with okay. a copy of this video and uh, some notes and some resources and stuff like that for you to check out. Um, so a few things right off the top. So three bet sizing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So we're going to talk. We're going to work on three bet sizing a bit. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the math and the ranges of three bets. People that respond to three bets. How people their calling ranges, how position matters, stuff like that. And, and you're going to already know a bunch of this stuff, Matt. And part of my teaching philosophy is just uh, making sure that we're, we're on the same, like we have to agree to terms. We have to like get on the same foundation. And then uh, you, can, you can build really high on a very secure foundation. Um, mm-hmm. And so just at first, I'm probably going to throw some stuff at you that you're like, I already know this stuff, but it'll just to make sure that we're thinking about the same stuff as we go. Of course, yeah. Um, But yeah, so three bet sizing and probably uh, open raise sizing. That's some kind of stuff that that I think we can not spend too much time on and just give you some some executable stuff that I think you'll be able to internalize easily and you'll see some results. Uh, So we talked about sort of the accountability of having somebody watching we've in the, in the past, we've talked about game tape and like recording yourself playing and talking through the decision-making process street by street. Uh, I, I do that, do that for some of these, um, you did for a little bit, didn't you? You recorded a few. Yeah. Well, uh, back in the day
1: I was recording, not, not for, I was talking, but I have recorded myself on Twitch streaming. Oh yeah. Right. I got a guy from France watched me one time and, and he was like, he, he called with deuces there. I forgot what he said. He commented on my play and I was huh. like, but he was a cool guy though. Yeah. That's amazing. To have
0: a fan. Like, yeah, I totally, totally, totally. Uh, so, but, and it does, it makes you, it's different. It's different when someone's watching, but um, yeah. so that'd be one thing. Use like OBS or something. I got OBS. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. OBS. It's just
1: like, sometimes I uh, I'm playing up in my room and I connect it to my ACMI, my TV and yep. then like but i don't have my it's actually not an excuse i can do it sometimes when i use obs though it has my machine running really hot oh yeah my mac but it's not an issue though it's still it's still good so i'll do that for i just want to know which one to pick cuz like i don't want to just start recording and then i get out but really it doesn't matter though it
0: doesn't matter yeah. just have it running it doesn't matter. and then yeah. even if just like you know delete half of them delete 90% of them like don't yeah. even save them uh yeah. But get into the habit of recording them, and uh-huh. and it'll help you, even if you never watch them again, knowing that you're recording them is going to make you not make lazy errors. Not that yeah. I've seen any lazy errors, but like, yeah. and like impulse control. When I'm playing... I get distracted by something, and I come back to the hand. and I'm like, "Oh, I've got seven big blinds. I shove, yeah, right?" And I was yeah. like, "Oh, wait. Oh no, I was supposed to be waiting for this spot." And like, "Oh, why didn't I just? Why didn't I just use my time bank?" Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. But if I'm like, wow. if I'm recording it, I'm more intentional about it, and I like take it more seriously. And especially if I'm talking through my decisions. Oh. because i want to be recording this and learning from it you're holding you don't make as many dumb decisions you don't make yeah. as many dumb decisions but when you that say decisions. it out loud
1: it sounds stupid yes
0: but then when yes. you're just playing there you're yes. like oh i'm
1: just gonna call him Fuck yeah i'm just gonna, yep. I'm, just gonna yep. I'm just gonna float here whatever like but then if you're saying yeah you're right you're saying it out loud every stupid thing that i can picture myself that i've done when you just know it's stupid i might not do it then because it sounds stupid yeah. and then you can rewatch it like you said and 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 Watch yourself be distracted. Like, like what if I,
0: what if I told you like once a week you had to record your play for like one tournament and then send yeah. me that video, like you you would not want to be making any stupid mistakes on that video, no. right? And so you would be making good decisions. You'd be talking yeah. yourself through. You'd be saving yourself from errors. Um, so game fun tape. To watch too. It would be. It would yeah. be. And it's fun, honestly, dude. It's fun for like your buddies to review yeah, and stuff yeah. like that too. And, but even if you just save save one every once in a while, delete the rest, uh, you'll still have a record to review. You'll still go through the process. But mostly, especially if you're not multi tabling then you should really be getting the value out of focusing on one or two tables by yeah. talking through your decisions and like respect yourself as a player. Respect your your skill edge by giving it everything it needs like your yeah. skill edge isn't doing you any good if you're if you're not giving it a chance to express itself on the table um
1: just wrote that all down respect yeah. yourself as a player respect your skill edge give it what it needs feed yeah
0: it. yeah feed it exactly
1: wow That's so great.
0: game tape game tape's going to help with that and then i think that sizing and um sizing and decision-making accountability is going to make a lot of a lot a lot of this like you're going to see you're going to see you're going to see fewer bust outs where you're pissed off afterwards because you feel like you made some stupid mistake now you're you're not going to see fewer bust outs where you just got unlucky because there's nothing you can do about that but all the time but you're also if you make the if you make some sizes if you change some sizes um if you lower your opening size, you're going to have more chips at the end of the tournament. So maybe that hand that busts you out actually leaves you with five big blinds and you can mount another spin, spin up, comeback, you know? Yeah. Um, I think if you change your three bet sizing a bit, you're going to find that people pr- play with more predictable ranges. And so you're going to be able to hand range more effectively post-flop. That's going to be a big edge for a thinking Start player looking at like the yourself.
1: Notes too of oh, yeah. That, have a lot on there.
0: yeah, that for sure. And honestly, the next time we get together, we might want to just spend an hour just going through Poker Tracker and yeah. looking at a few of the different ways you can uh, get people's information drilled down. I think on that'd them, be good. I need more help with,
1: uh, with Poker Tracker. Yeah. I need more help getting so, get into
0: there. Did you back, like when we started uh, working together, I emailed you a couple of links to some videos. Did you end up watching those videos or was I'll, it just I'll too to busy at the time? To yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll send you, there's two in particular that I think would be helpful. I'll, I'll resend you the links as part of this follow-up.
1: Yeah, let me see here. Yeah, if you can resend them. I'll resend them, I'll resend them. Because we had that spam thing going on. Yeah, 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 too. yeah
0: no no i'll resend them there's okay. there's one where i do a poker track where i do a poker tracker database review for a, a coaching client that'll help you sort of like see where to look inside and then there's one uh where i just talk about huds and stuff like that i'll send you those links and i think that'll okay. help too and um yeah and then we're going to build the schedule for you so i'm yeah. so excited about that so me too well, thanks for joining me this week, folks, for another edition of the Rec Poker Podcast Rec Room uh, with Matt and I. I really enjoyed my time with Matt, and I always enjoy uh, sharing this stuff with you, Rec Poker Nation. So, if you have any questions, you can always email me Jim at rec dot poker. And just if you're interested in becoming a premium member, listen, it's fifteen dollars a month. Uh, We run so many different kind of training videos, we run seminars, we have interactive sessions and discussions, I run a study group every Saturday, Chris Jones runs two different learning uh, formats over the course of the month, Rob Washam's in there learning, uh, leading the book study, Andrew Feist uh, produces our learning with partners segments where we show um, clips of of really premium training content from other websites around the world, uh, just for you as a premium member at Rec.Poker. so it's $15 a month, one five dollars a month, um, and if you use the code Rec Poker at sign up, you even get your first month for only five bucks. So I know you can't go wrong with that. Um, and if you'd like to be a premium member, uh, some of the perks are you just get a chance to get uh, behind the scenes, go down into the Rec room uh, with a member of the Wrecking Crew like we did today. So, uh, like I said, reach out anytime. And of course, I'd like to thank Website Amp and running aces hotel racetrack and casino and matt for joining me and all of you for listening thanks so much and have a great day